0: we are back. Welcome back to the Blonde Report Podcast, episode number 11. Good
1: morning, Mary, our queen analyst. How are you today? Well, I'm fine today, but you are the queen number one today because it's your birthday. And if we had a video, you everybody could see my my headwear that is a tribute to you. So happy birthday. Crown. Yes, yeah. today
0: is my birthday. Da-da and we're still doing a podcast today even though it is a big day the day on number two was born it is a holiday it's a hallmark holiday for sure not a yeah. national one but if you don't do a movie holiday.
1: about you next year I may ban it for a season I may so I, I'm rallying for you queen you you need your own hallmark uh movie
0: me too I am yes it's made for me okay absolutely So it is definitely holiday here at the blonde report we are celebrating but we are still working because we are here to provide you with some cutting edge information today on re-commerce and holiday the blondes on holiday re-commerce that is our theme today your host queen birthday queen professor jeannie mcphillips and our other queen analyst mary Eppner. we love bringing this news to you we are real research real retail research by real blondes aka the bond report coming to you live because we have over 60 years of retail experience between the two of us worked at a lot of different brands worked with a lot of big players that are still out there playing and Really know and understand the inside scoop of what's happening in these companies that you're looking to invest in. So we are the source. Okay, the blonde source. Yes, we, are we are the blonde source. Yes. <laughs> and we focus on our specialty is re-commerce, social commerce, and sustainability. Yes. That are, those are the three biggest trends right now that we see happening in the space. And so we decided to focus our efforts around there because. Those are the things that are, you know, seriously growing right now. And you should be looking at companies that are in that space. So we love to start our blonde report podcast with a blonde joke. Why? Because we take ourselves not that seriously. We take our business very seriously. Ourselves, not so much. And we start with a blonde joke. So here we go. I actually have a few today since it's my birthday. I couldn't just, I couldn't resist. So there's a no, few. Do it. Go for today. it. All right, Mary, let's see if we can get these what is a blonde's favorite color
1: oh my goodness let's see bleach blonde really yellow <laughs> something like that yes great guess, great guess glitter oh silly me yes oh show definitely
0: why do men like blonde jokes um because they can understand them <laughs> <laughs> There you go! Oh, Yay! Uh, yeah! And last but not least, why did the blonde shoot the clock? Ooh, I don't know. To kill time, my dear. Oh my to gosh! Kill time. Wow! <laughs> so I, I just, down I your know. gun. Oh, Put it down.
1: <laughs> a good way to start your birthday, Jeannie.
0: Oh, with a bang! There is no other way. Okay, yeah. first of all, we, we celebrate the entire month, okay? So let's just not, birthday, it's birth month. So let's just say that, that's, just put it out there and everyone should really do the same, okay? I really, I you know, we only go around once. I told my students last night, listen, as hard as it may seem right now, this is the, the only time that you're gonna walk this way. So you better just take advantage, soak everything in and love it and take advantage of it. And cherish your time on this earth because you never know, right? Okay. Okay. So that being said, let's cherish our time together this morning because we like to keep it light here. If you want a deeper dive, you can roll on over to theblondereport.com. You can reach out to us. We'll get a, hop on a call with you. We'll do a bespoke report. We'll do the research. We'll, we'll dive deeper. But this is for broad strokes. This is why Mary and I did, did the podcast so you can catch it on the fly and, you know, catch glimpses. So today we're talking about holiday e-commerce and pre-black friday that's where we are right now we're going to talk about resell and favorite names for holiday okay aka our queen analyst is going to do that but first let me just give you guys a world-class definition what is e-commerce according to wikipedia a great source the selling of previously owned new or used products mainly electronic devices or media such as books through physical or online distribution channels to buyers who repair if necessary then reuse recycle or resell them so according to ThreadUp's 2020 fashion resale market analysis e-commerce is expected to hit 64 billion by 2024 versus 28 billion just a few years ago up has it's valued at 1 billion it has 35,000 brands on the platform rent the runway 11 million members i'm sorry 11 million members and you know they they recently went public recommerce merchants are growing 20 times faster than the broader retail market and 5 times faster than off-price retailers according to site research so it is no joke uh, clothing, shoes, and accessories currently make up the 49% of the total U.S. e commerce market. So almost 50% with what we focus on on the Blonde Report podcast and the Blonde Report in general. So this is a serious contender in what's going on, what's contributing to the fashion space. Um, and Mary has divided this chat today and she's calling it the Tale of Two Cities. What a great way to look at this, mystery.
1: Yes, I well, I love Charles Dickens and Great Book and so I was inspired by the title thinking it really is very different than what we've seen in our prior decades of experience because normally we talk about oh well this retailer is going to do well, Walmart will, Target will, not you know Amazon will. And then we get into other brands and yet the opposite side of that is just what you're talking about. You nailed that this is important, it's big and it's serious. And we've got it went, in investigating these companies, we've got tech geniuses behind it who are great at the, um, at the site and how to engage consumers, but also the connectivity. They're using cutting edge ways to build their audiences bigger all the time. And so it's a really interesting value prop. It's working for now. It has its challenges, but it's going to be huge for Holiday.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, again it, it, if you think about what mary said it's so interesting because we talked about supply chain and the fact that there's issues around supply chain this is a very different supply chain mary right. i love how you
1: have put your analysis together with respect to the supply chain you want to talk about that a little bit So what's interesting here is that number one, just in terms of the holiday season, for the companies that didn't get their merchandise in this season because of supply chain issues globally, well, in uh, reselling, we didn't have that issue. Why? Because we have it. And so what's interesting here is, again, we have the tech geniuses who put it together. And so what I was saying before is that if you have a business that kind of uses an Uber, business model, whereby they don't actually have physical locations. It's just the exchange of merchandise as this is. It's a big win. And so that's what we're seeing here. And there are some publicly traded companies, but there are also some really important privately held companies. And so I put it together that way um, to talk about who is big. And you alluded to a few of them, but the underlying premise here is that there should be, when I looked at all of the important players, there should be fashion for all. It should be accessible for all. That's part one. Part two is the consumer should feel good about buying it and therefore, you know, it it furthers this $64 billion business, I think is the number you used. And it's one where the younger population can engage and So it's a, it's a huge win there. So I looked at it, I I looked at it that way, public versus non-public and um, you know, how this grows and where opportunities are for this season.
0: So where are they, can can we get into a little detail, more detail about the publicly versus the private companies that we're talking about? Sure,
1: Sure. so the publicly traded companies are ThreadUp, Etsy, and Poshmark, those are the biggies right now. Just to do the top three, and of course we also have you know other companies in there that are more upscale. But you know these are ones that everybody can participate in, regardless of your income. And you know we have other companies like Real Real. That's mostly for luxury merchandise, and I suspect they'll do something else later. But these are the big ones, um, non-publicly traded companies, uh, if you're cool with that. Um, Sheehan, okay, and even though, now here's the interesting thing, we've got this younger generation, they want sustainability, Sheehan is a fast fashion company, uh, but they're supposedly more sustainable in how they're manufactured, they're inexpensive, and consumers love it, and in interviewing some Consumers in that space, they said, yes, we know it's fast fashion, but you have to pick your poison. We'll do the best we can. It's all about when they, we talk sustainability. It's a the consumers want to align with the global needs, but it's also what can I do at this point? So they'll they'll exchange and buy and sell what they can, but also if they need to fill in, they'll do Shein because you know it's better than others, and so that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, And then beyond that, we also have Depop, Mercari, and the Goodwill stores, genie. So interesting, interesting companies in there. Okay, let's talk about Goodwill. What is that all about? Seriously? Well, Goodwill is like supply chain for this re-commerce pipeline. Well, goodwill used to be, uh, you know, in growing up and you know contributing it to it over the years. It was always my impression that it was uh, merchandise that could be bought for you know low, people with lower incomes, maybe starting out, and a lot of necessities. And it's grown into this place where I'm told that these uh, people, who, these micro influencers who are doing resell um, websites, they're. They have teams going to Goodwill stores across the country to buy up racks and racks of merchandise and then resell it because there's a lot of good merchandise there. So think about it. You and I, you know, clean out our closets, we give it to Goodwill and our stuff is pretty good. You know, we've got good merchandise. So, and we're thinking somebody who's, who, you know, just got out of jail and needs a suit for a job interview will be buying that not so much it may be if they can get to it first but we got these teams of micro influencers who have figured out that there is a lot of great merchandise that we give away basically the Goodwill. they're buying it up and reselling it and they're making a financial killing on it
0: wow so smart um Absolutely. and again capturing the trends people are emotionally connected to this thinking they're saving the world it is working.
1: Yes, it is. Wow.
0: And I suspect
1: that there will be, you know, we'll hear about, you know, Salvation Army stores. And, you know, I was also told that there are uh, companies that are looking to go regionally, you know, in the South and the Midwest, you know, to buy up uh, merchandise from a lot of these stores because they don't charge as much as we do here. And they don't charge as much as what these influencers, micro influencers, influencers think it, they're work, And so there's a big disconnect there and there's a lot of money to be made. And so these are
0: basically digital business models though. They're online selling, they're selling it online for the most yes. part, right?
1: And again, they don't, you know, they don't have a physical location. It's just, you know, for some, it could be these, some of these micro influencers um, hanging the merchandise in their apartment and selling it that way. And so their, you know, their overhead is next to nothing. And the bigger ones, if you're going and you're buying racks of merchandise, you'll need somewhere to store it. So they're all also using these, you know, warehouses that are available across the country, storage units, and again, very inexpensive. For 500 to 1,000 bucks a month, you can store, you know, 25 racks of merchandise that you just bought at these Goodwill stores.
0: Are they reselling it the same exact way, or are they refurbishing it in some way, or it just depends on the business model? It, it's interesting
1: you should ask. They're doing as little as possible. I think that the opportunity next is for people who will really take the merchandise, hang it on a nice hanger, style it a little bit, clean it number first and foremost, and do any repairs um, and and then resell it at a much higher price. And so, you know, you could find a jacket and you can see, oh, all the buttons are missing. There are some seams that are, you know, worn. Well, if I think a smart person would say, okay, there's an opportunity there and we can have a repair team, we can have a sewing team and we can, we can make these look really great and sell them for double the price we thought we could. So that's happening out there in a much smaller way right now. Definitely something we need to explore further on another episode, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. That's that's for after the first of the year, but uh, right now the micro influencers in this cat in these categories fewer than twenty thousand followers, but they're powerful followers. And I expect them to see to have big impact, just like the um, the influencers had last year in the kitchen areas of how to cook this, how to bake this, and they they you know. They had such great followings and they really brought money to the table for these companies.
0: Woo! Love this, it's so exciting. So much is happening in our space. It's really disrupted and interesting and we need to, and because we can't forget, I, I, I digress. I, I, I bring you to this re-commerce thing because I see these numbers and on my mind is just like, my head is exploding. But we must ratchet it back a little to the Black Friday research that you have done because that is where we
1: are Black Friday's in two weeks what is happening with that Mary? Okay so not surprisingly or unsurprisingly Walmart, Target and Amazon all great players and all will win out of this and it's because they have they own their supply chains there they have the merchandise in and others don't so what's also happening there Genie is that they are able to charge higher prices than they did last year because the others in the, in the space do not have their merchandise in. So that's an interesting thing. I don't think promotions are going to be that pronounced as pronounced as last year. And that results in more money, more profit, just what Amazon, Walmart and Target needed. But that's the reality. (laughs) Um, The other thing I wanna mention is that Walmart and Target have a big advantage because people want to get out and go to stores. So I, I can't quantify the bump at this point, but that's going to be an exponential increase for them in addition to what i just mentioned so those are some those are the big box stores that i i think are important to mention you know aside from reselling let's talk about
0: um let's talk about black friday and cyber monday what what
1: is there going to be a difference right now really i mean I, I see that happening. I do. So, some of the research I did this week brought me to this conclusion. Last week, we talked briefly about the technology and the toys. And I think that's where the action is going to be for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. What does that mean? Well, it's the normal buying a tablet, a TV, you know, a laptop or something like that at a great price. But the bigger opportunity in my head is in the toys or, uh, items for youth okay so it's kids young kids toddlers up to teens and it's all of these stem related uh, toys anything that provides technology with creativity problem solving and coding those are the three Those are the big categories. So there's a justification for buying a toy. Okay, it's creative. My artistic daughter or son can sketch and, and color and be a designer. And then there's some for problem solving and then there's some encoding. So we're covering STEM oriented games and toys for that time. And I think that's going to be the big, big winner in that category for Black Friday, Cyber Monday.
0: Okay, and in terms of, like, volume between the two, do you think it's going to be equal? Do you think one is going to be more important than the other? Does it, like, does does it kind of
1: fade away now that these things are happening so much earlier? In terms of Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Yeah. I think that Black Friday is going to uh, really surprise us all because I think it's going to be, it's going to increase exponentially when we look at, percent increases because last year nobody went into stores so I think that's going to be an enormous bump and I think that for Cyber Monday it's going to depend it's going to be focused mostly on the categories that I just mentioned in technology um, you know stem related coding artistic things like that and then perhaps anything that pops up that you know didn't sell for Black Friday where the stores might be pushing to say, okay, I actually have too much inventory in this category, so I'm going to, you know, promote it. But that remains to be seen because right now we've got some great momentum going.
0: Fantastic. I'm, I'm excited for holiday, not even for Santa Claus. I'm excited
1: to see what happens with these companies. <laughs> be very interesting, very interesting. So. It really
0: is, it really is. Um, And I love the analysis that you did on the hot items and brands. Yes. Especially in the resale market, like to find that out, that's really interesting because, you know, what goes
1: around comes around. So let's talk about that for a minute. do you find out? Yes, I've been talking about graphic tees for a while. They are one of the hottest out there. I did more investigating about the authentic, Band t-shirts from the particular time, if you have those, you have a gold mine. That's the bottom line out of all of this. Sure, you can go to Kohl's and you can buy a Rolling Stones t-shirt, but if you have the Steel Wheels one from the 80s that was authentic, that's worth a lot of money. If you have the Jacksons, if you have Janis Joplin or any of these legends and you have the actual t-shirts, there are people who want them for up to $500, just as an FYI. Um, We also have, Jeannie, from our time, a lot of 70s blouses and tops. Um, I wish I kept them. Uh, Exactly, exactly. My mom, in an effort to boot me out once and for all, sold everything. So (laughs) high-waisted jeans continue, flare jeans. Everybody's looking for cool flare jeans from the 70s. And for now, skinny is out. So just as an FYI. And then, of course, if you've got a sneaker, market there in resale or at the brand itself sneakers will be one of the top categories as usual but in terms of reselling just as an FYI prices are exorbitant if you've got original authentic collectible sneakers you've got a gold mine on your hands so um some other companies that are doing well in here who who kind of fit into this even though the consumer may want to buy you know a really cool pair of nike heritage sneakers they're also going to american eagle sheehan and the individual stores that have their their names on it, the vertically integrated so it's um it's an interesting time and i think there's going to be a lot of activity sort of all over the place as I've been talking about as opposed to saying these are the top five items and they're the same for everybody this is very different and that's why we provide some different angles that are valuable because we see what's happening
0: yeah I mean the sneaker thing is so interesting it's just like every year it gets more and more interesting and more and more brands are adding this I don't even know if you would call it Casual, comfort, sport—I don't know. I don't know. There, it's a sneaker segment to their assortment, and it looks—it oh, shows up in a lot of different ways. Whether it shows up as bling, whether it shows up as functional, but it just seems to be becoming a bigger, bigger
1: part of, of shoe brands. Inventory. Absolutely. You know, there are there are teenagers with whom I spoke, guys, who have a sneaker resale market and are making. You know, really good money at it. And they're not even out of high school yet. So if you if you are connected to some of the people who will sell those to you, it's it can help pay for college. Let me put it that way. A private college. Dang. Should right? have
0: my son should have been into that. Dang. I had to babysit. I had to yeah. babysit. <laughs> okay. Well, what a what a week of interesting events and info from our glamorous queen analyst who today is yes wearing a crown if you were here you would see her yes now wrapping up it is time for our blonde bites our little tidbits of info from each one of us that were picked up along the week starting with me birthday girl birthday blonde yes So according to the Business of Fashion Insights, and I see this around campus too, because we've been doing a lot of work around NFTs, you know, the digital assets and artwork. Um, There's a huge opportunity in digital fashion and avatars. The latest BFF Insights report reveals that 50% of U.S. consumers, Gen Z to Gen X, are interested in purchasing a digital asset in the next 12 months whether it's oh. digital skin or item in gaming, digital fashion, digital avatar, or NFT. This is big, it's, it's definitely on fire. These, these assets are appreciating rather quickly. And just a quick tidbit, this is something that is, you know, people are dipping their toe, no matter what age you are. They're using their money to invest in this. Very cool, very interesting.
1: Absolutely. That's a great point. We should talk about that, have that as a topic after the holidays. Um, because yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. And, yes. you know, in terms of, uh, we talked about social commerce. That's definitely plays into that.
1: What What's your, what's your blonde bite, Miss Queen? So mine is a continuation of last week when I talked about the beauty business being cosmetics and skincare being really hot. And I think what I learned in talking to all of these people who are active in the social commerce space for reselling is that skincare is among the most um, sought after category right now. Because- That is so random. Let's just talk about how random that is. Well, last year, no, it doesn't happen because you should be able to go to a store and buy your Clinique scrub. Can't do that because it's sold out. And that's unheard of. And the reason is that last year, um, these companies were doing friends and family discounts. They were just trying to generate volume so that this The skincare and these cosmetics did not expire in terms of their dates because there's always an expiration date, so they want to keep their inventory clean. So they started selling a lot of merchandise to have any action. They're up against that now, but they didn't plan it as high because they thought, Well, without discounts, we're not going to reach those levels again. Guess what? They're reaching those levels and they are running out of merchandise, and so that really has been interesting to me in terms of the skincare piece of the business. And in some instances, the, um, the fragrance business as well. But the skincare really surprised me the most.
0: Absolutely mind blowing. I am blown definitely. away by that information. Yeah. Yep. So we'll so definitely good. be looking into that in the next coming weeks. So and speaking of the next coming weeks,
1: what is up on the docket for next week, my love? Okay, Um, we are going to update on pre-Black Friday and I wanna focus on these micro-influencers who I think are going to be the key to winning some of these major categories for the big brands and smaller brands. And so, and I wanna talk more about these toys and these tablets that are selling like crazy um, and they fall under the educational category.
0: Okay stay tuned stay close to your chairs for that okay this exciting information as we approach black friday cyber monday and the meat of the holiday season thanks for tuning in with us today while we recapped more on the hot names in e-commerce for holiday and we look forward to serving you more so again hit us on the website lawnreport.com reach out to us we'd love to talk to you and educate you more in e-commerce social commerce and sustainability Until then, stay blonde. X-O-X-O. (laughs) Bye-bye.